Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee. This is the Be Loud Glade, a series of experimental podcasts presenting views and opinions about the Irish contemporary poetry scene from the vantage points of both page and stage, that is, from publishing and performance. Each program also includes a contemporary poem set to specially composed music. In this edition, we hear from arguably Ireland's most widely read poet, John Moynes, followed by his poem, Two for the Price of One, with music by Roger Gregg. I write a daily topical limerick for a website called broadsheet.ie. So five days a week, I'd have 120 to 140,000 people would read the limerick that I put out. Now, I'm pretty sure that there is no other living Irish poet who can publish something and have 140,000 readers. Of course, poetry is poetry, so being the most read is precisely as lucrative as being the least read. But it's nice to have an audience. I think we've been raised in Ireland to think that poetry has to be something very, very serious. It ideally should mention things that you won't understand unless you studied Greek mythology. It should be mainly about the intensity of your feelings. And it should be for similar elitist people. In poetry, you get people who write stuff that maybe works on the page, but isn't designed to be performed, isn't designed to entertain a crowd. So the audience often don't know whether or not a poem has finished. So in order to let them know, the poet has to make a little bow or a funny gesture with their face. And this is the cue for the audience to applaud. I'm not saying there is no room for the very serious, very intellectual poetry. There is a room for that. It's on the third floor of the arts block in UCD, and you can only fit seven people in that room. The idea that a a successful poem should just bewilder an audience and make them think the poet is very intelligent. There are easier ways to do that than writing poetry, to be frank. I like rhyme, I like formal structures, and to be honest, I often find poems difficult to read when they're completely in blank verse, when they're avoiding a narrative. Sometimes you just look at it and think, I couldn't honestly say whether I even think that's a poem or not. If you can't even get a bunch of poetry enthusiasts or academics to sit down and agree what is or isn't a poem, then you have an art form in crisis because you endanger any field of performance, any field of art, if it can only survive on grants and it can only be enjoyed by people who've studied it at a postgraduate level. The reason I ended up on the the spoken word scene was from publishing the limericks and people invited me into that. Um, And the first few months on the scene were were marvellous because I didn't really know anyone and I didn't see the, the darker side of it. So I just saw some people who were interested uh, in in poetry. They were interested in enjoying it and in performing it. Unfortunately, after a few months, uh, I got to see how things work. And then you realise this guy isn't talking to that guy because that guy didn't hire this guy for his festival. And it's, it's tedious and it's boring. But if we think that the poets are the most in- intense and the most intelligent people, then getting a lot of people to listen to your poetry and being the senior poet in the room means you're the smartest person, means you're the most emotional, it means you are the best person. And it's nonsense. All it means is that you're good at writing poems. When people write about important events to them, it feels almost to me like cheating. You know, I've seen poets talk about the death of their grandfather or or, or a similar event like this. And 
a lot of the poem is about how upset they were and how wonderful their grandfather was. And then it, when somebody finishes reading a poem like that and you're standing five feet in front of them, even if you don't like the poem, you sort of feel obliged to give it a serious round of applause because otherwise you're saying that their grandfather was a prick. Um, and to me, that's cheating because you can still find the beautiful line. You can still find the good ways of talking about things without emotionally blackmailing your audience. Remember old Chicago, before the West was won When you brought your steers to market, you always brought your gun Cause they always tried to cheat you But when your work was done, you'd peel a few bucks off your roll And go and have some fun For long tough months you dreamt of this, the north end of the trail For long rough months you thought of naught but one cold sip of ale each time you held your hat against a roaring icy gale Your mind flipped off and dreamt upon one pleasure that can't fail They say that in Chicago bars men don't sit and converse In fact their favorite pastime almost borders on perverse I'll admit they keep their clothes on but that somehow makes things worse As they gather round a poet and hear him read bad verse you walked into a dive like this, the honky-tonk stopped dead And as the patron stared at you, a shifty scoundrel said Well, stranger, you look like a man who thinks himself well-read So you'd better have a poem or two for us within your head The works of Yeats I like, he said, and it would be a crime To forget old Philip Larkin, so angry yet sublime I said I want a poem or two so you'll give us a rhyme From both of these great poets, both at the same time The mob began to bet and sneer and laugh and jeer and joke You knew you had to get this right, you didn't dare misquote But you couldn't think of one damn line that either poet wrote And the mood was getting ugly, so you stood and cleared your throat They will arise and go now, your mum and dad. They may not mean to go to Inish Free. They'll build a hut with bricks they had, and add a shelter for a bee. And they will get some peace there from fools in old-style coats, who half the time were soppy at where the cricket sings their midnight at each other's throats, sternly full of linnet's wings. They will arise and go now, hand misery to man. I hear salt water lapping, down by a coastal shelf. So go stand on a roadway or pavement while you can and go to Inish Free yourself. In that bar in old Chicago where your sad tale began, the mob was not impressed, at least you faced them like a man. You shot two before they floored you with a heavy frying pan. But you knew as you lay dying, You'd made your last poem scan. That was John Moynes performing his poem Two for the Price of One, set to music composed and performed by Roger Gregg. Find out more about John Moynes at broadsheet.ie. Originally broadcast by RTE Lyric FM and funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, Roger Gregg's Be Loud Glade is a dead medium production with executive producer Gareth Stack. You lot aren't ready for bingo. <laughs> Just give me a second.